What's going on, Florian? Hey, what's up, my friend? We are uh, we're we're gonna join. Uh, we're gonna have a fun conversation today. We're gonna talk about how busy you are and how you have no time to do anything. And uh, we're gonna have a full recap on what Florian's life has become and what went wrong. <laughs> it is a it is a mess. Uh, thanks for having me, my friend. I see the podcast is doing great. So. Well, it's not even a podcast, is it? What is it called now? It's uh, it's like a show almost, right? Well, um, when people ask me what I do uh, for a living, I like to tell them that I run a clown show. <laughs> it sounds about uh, right. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the closest thing I have to something that's real. A clown show? Does that... Uh... I mean, I mean yeah, I got you know, as a pool player, you know, I can't really, can't really argue that. So we're, we're a different okay. kind of animal. So we certainly are something, aren't we? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the life we choose, though. I, we were talking a little bit before the show started, and uh, yeah, you you're you're just you're just crushing it right now. Take us through a day in the life of Florian right <laughs> around now. That's exhausting, man. So, what day is today? Today is Tuesday. So Tuesday wasn't too bad, but I'll go from yesterday, right? So, uh, yesterday was Monday. So wake up, whatever, like nine ish. I got a friend that's a magician that comes to town. Wants to uh, wants to come see me. And uh, it's like, cool, you know, let's let's meet up, whatever, do a few shots and got to leave. Then I got to go and try to do whatever, put the files together, footage and stuff. Then I had to uh, do some paperwork for the league and then uh, had to go drive to Kingman, Arizona, a couple hours away. Meet up for some players out there for my league because I have a branch that goes up to, because I have APA Las Vegas, but also a piece of Kingman. And so I did. Uh, had to meet up with those guys, then uh, try to recruit out there. Get a couple new people, drive back, and then you know what do I drive back? Got to I see Carl Boyes and Jason shows now starting challenging me on social media. I'm like, damn! So I got to play more pool. The next thing I know, it's like three in the morning, and here we go again. So you know, man, it's just uh, just nonstop. And uh, you know, the day before was tournament day. 64 player on Sunday for one of my tournaments. Another 64 on Saturday. It just and uh, this weekend, same thing. I think I have another well, almost 200 people on Saturday. So. Wow. Yeah. So the last time we brought you on, I, I believe it was very shortly after you had just gotten done with your promotional video. I, I, I don't know exactly what you want to call it. I, I would say promotional videos you did with uh, Dude Perfect, uh, that group. And they have, I mean, that 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 group has turned out to be absolutely massive. Um, they have such been a that long? With, I, I think it's been about that long. <laughs> it's been about so two I think the last uh, video we years? did together is like, no, it's like four years, five years, something like that almost already. It's been a while. Yeah. I know that. It's been a while, yeah. Have I been doing this show for four, three yes, and a half years? I think probably. I've been doing this show for yeah. th three and a half years, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a long time. Too long. So uh, I guess that was – you've had a ton of videos that you've done across the years that have, I mean, basically built you up into this. Do you think that yeah. – looking back on that, do you think that that was one of the big things that you did to kind of launch your social media career? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing for me was when our second DVD was uh, basically hacked and put online. And then, you know, like 100 million people so for free. That was actually the best thing ever happened to me. Kind of sucked in the, in the moment because like, man, we lost so many sales. But let's face it, we would have never sold them any. So it, it was fantastic, you know, so many views. And, you know, the, the social media landscape was a little different. It was easier to make money on, on social media and stuff. So. I did quite well for for a few years, right? Just kept the momentum going, but I think the biggest, uh, you know, the, the 
the biggest thing that really happened to me is I was able to actually make a live show out of it and actually do that live, which, you know, nowadays you see a lot of kids online that they'll do a few shots here and there, but it's a whole different ball game to actually make a trick show and make it interesting and be able to sell it. Right. So, uh, you know, in retrospective, I think it's just a combination of those two that should really made it where I'm at. So. Yeah. And, and I know that the, I I'm a big podcast listener outside of this. Uh, and one of the, what what is it? One of the struggles with content creators is. Sorry, I just saw they, the joke. It was pretty funny, actually, Brett. <laughs> oh yeah, got it. <laughs> That's okay, terrible. You forgive terrible joke. Nah, he's forgiven. Terrible joke. Yeah, he gave me a ride home. I needed one on Saturday, so good for you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brett. <laughs> but um, one of the big things that, according to a podcast I listen to, one of the one of the big struggles with content creators, which I would consider you a content creator, would you consider yourself a content creator? Uh, you know, not sounding, not bragging, whatever, but I'll say I'm probably the very first influencer for pool, actually, that, you know, yeah, the, the first I would one that actually kind of created the whole landscape out of it, you know, not nowadays, it's a little different, but I think I was kind of the first one to, uh, to make the whole there. Uh, but yeah, I think the biggest problem is the change, right? Uh, the algorithm changed, the, the landscape changed, the format changed, just very difficult to keep it running for so long. And, uh, if you think back for me, it's been almost 15 years now. So that's a dinosaur lifetime already for social media. Yeah. And I think another one of the struggles is not only coming up with content that is engaging, but it's also, you know, content that is needs to be watched and shared. And, you know, what, how did you do this and blah, blah, blah. And, and I think this is one of the creative things about you. And I, another person that does this really well for my money is, um, uh, the inventor, Charles Lakey, uh, you guys just seem whatever video you guys create, whatever video you guys come up with, it's always like, how do how do you think of these things? And the really interesting one that I found that I really like was yours recently was the, uh, the no rails trick shots. Like, yeah. How did you come up with that idea? How do you come up I, with ideas like that? You know, I think I was going to say my main thing is, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't say I've got better skills than anybody or whatever I do. I am stubborn. I'll tell you that. I'm probably one of the most stubborn guy I ever know. So if I see something that's doable, I'll try it no matter how long it takes. I'm pretty stupid like that, but I don't have like extraordinary skills or whatever. The only thing that made me where I'm at is the creativity. And I can't really explain that. It's just kind of natural, right? Some days, you know, you'll go to the pool table and you know, some stuff flows and some stuff doesn't flow. And sometimes you just come up with like 20 brand new shots or whatever. And you know, it's just, it's just the way it works. Right. And I can't really explain it. It's just the way it works now. You know that i sharpen my skills over time yeah you know that my mass is pretty strong sure but i think anybody that practices as much as i do could do it so the rest you know like for example the no rail tables it was easy you know i just my table was destroyed so i knew the the pool table uh, my friend you know mark here in town was gonna come but he you know i was delayed or whatever so i was trying to help him i undo the rail move the rails and i'm seeing this table I'm like man there's got to be something funny to do is that right and next thing I know, I'm spending four hours on it and I got a full video and, you know, kind of blows out a few million views here and there. I'm like, shit, that was a great idea. So, you know, this, how do you explain it? Not really. Right. Then the next thing happened, it was kind of natural too. So after that, uh, then I think Mark was again too busy. So I was like, fuck it. I need, you know, I need my table back, but I started undoing the, the, the rail, um, you know, the, 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 the rail on the, the, the class on the rails. So next thing I know, I have a table that's got no cloth on the rail. So, you know, here we go. I'll start a few shots and, you know, ends up being absolutely stupid. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, that was just dumb. So that worked, <laughs> worked great too. <laughs> I still have no idea. I still have no idea how those shots even work out. I don't, 
like the, especially yeah the no cloth rail ones it's like the cue ball is just doing things it's like it, it literally looks like you're like almost uh piecing together videos like so it's not one well, yeah one video. thing <laughs> that i was always pride myself in is that nothing has ever been fake now some shot may have taken four hours i'll be honest with you but nothing has ever been faked once right and it's what i hate on social media and i see those those fake video when you have the break they make all the balls or that you know you've seen that ball they accelerate when you touch the rail straight up vertical like come on you know that doesn't help us so all my stuff's always been a hundred percent uh real and this is the first time that if i was looking at the video myself there are no rail clause on it i'm thinking this gotta be fake but it really isn't it's just it's just nuts <laughs> i think my favorite uh fake video is uh oh the moscone cup where uh what the the greatest pool player of all time the bank shot with um oh and why am i blanking on his name right now kai from florida but uh yes he does i know like, yeah yeah i know what I, you're talking about <laughs> I, I love his videos and i can't think of it um but he does like that bank shot where it just like goes into the rail and comes straight back into the side yeah. pocket like that. <laughs> That's he's he's actually a master at uh, he's he's insanely good at um, the quality of the edits is really good though yeah it's really, yeah, good. really good yeah. and, and Andrew and I, Cleary like, correct yeah, Andrew Cleary yeah, yeah. and the uh, the uh, Oreo and the PBR on his chest like they just <laughs> I mean uh, who who doesn't like a good spoof you know it's great yeah 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 it's, but it's you know there was one thing i pride myself in was to never fake anything and you know it was that point when you're like man this actually looks fake but it really isn't trust me i wouldn't do that so yeah so uh well you said the one shot has taken you four hours and you're just throwing out numbers at that point but what what do you think is the longest shot that you've ever had to shoot it's probably or something like that it's probably something like that either you know either one of those that took like four hours to just keep it going keep it going one of the dude perfect one actually i don't know if you're familiar with the video number two so it shoots off the rail in the air uh what i call a sting shot when i hit it in the air then it goes down like a second story to first story to like you know yep. level one goes and probably travels like i don't know like four 300 meters or whatever like into a golf hole and I mean, that just was just brutal. And I actually had my ferrule expand and just just break like this. It was just so much pressure and so many tries, right? But that's, you know, you got the constraint of you have to make the shot. And when you commit to it, it's been an hour, you got to make it, right? It's close and it's close, but you got to get lucky. So you got to be good and lucky. Sometimes you just, you know, spend it. So that's one kind, right? And then you have the other kind that you have in the book. It's a diagram you're in. And, uh, you know, sometimes it may take you years to find a way to make it. So, but hard to say how long it would take, right? Do you have a category of trick shots that are your favorite to do? So I, I guess yeah. Mass what a, I'm looking I mean, at, yeah. Mass A shots? Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's I mean, not much better than that. They're so visually appealing. It's just, it's fascinating, right? I mean, that's the way I started. I, I started with, uh, you know, watching the Semi Seginer videos online when, you know, on the carom table, it's just fascinating. It's just something that click in your brain, right? It's just there's beauty to it. and. I kind of figured I had to do the same thing on pool and it's still to this day, it's just the same thing. So, you know, if anything, it's the material that's limiting me to go to the next level, you know, meaning would need like maybe thinner felt, maybe, you know, a thicker slate or stuff like that. So, but that becomes, you know, kind of redundant and crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, to be honest with you, um, I, sometime when I'm out in Vegas, I would love to do some sort of collab thing with you because I think that I I love massing the balls and Let to, be me honest, know. I, to be honest when uh when you did the video with Raleigh and you were kind of like teaching him to masse mm -hmm. um I I spent a little time with him at the Moscone Cup that year and he was kind of explaining to you or explaining to me how he explained to you how to hit a proper masse shot and ever since then like 
I love hitting mass say shots. Like, I just love them. They're so much fun. It would be so much fun to do some sort of collab video where, you know, you kind of did. Yeah, I mean, if, if you did the Moscone Cup, you know, it's my it's my hometown, basically, right? So <laughs> I'm here in Vegas. So if you ever show up, you know, we, uh, we've we been doing a lot of collabs like that lately. I've had, uh, had, had Fedor, I had Jeremy, I had a... Uh, had Mike Massey, had a bunch of guys just coming in. I mean, the house is, you know, it's like a mini pool hole, basically the way it's set up. So we're good. We got a nice, uh, a nice diamond table that's clean downstairs. Then the trick shot table that we can abuse, and then three cushion table that we can, you know, have fun too. So it's it's pretty damn cool. I've been playing a little bit of three cushion lately. It's, speaking of like you said, your, your feral kind of exploded. I actually was watching somebody play with a carbon fiber shaft. I won't say the carbon fiber shaft, but they're playing three cushion with it. They said they were playing with it for like three weeks, playing three cushion. And their feral exploded like a grenade. <laughs> it was well, you know, the heavier balls. I'm testing some stuff too for QTech actually right now. I can't go into too much details, but I think the biggest problem we all have from uh, pool to carom is the size of the ball, right, and the pressure you got to put. So so far, I've had really good results. But I mean, I think there's a way to like make it. You just got to find the little tweaks here and there. Um, but it's it's an interesting game, and you know, I, I like to test things to the limit too. So it's kind of cool. I don't think anyone's ever going to question that. <laughs> you come up with some pretty unique stuff. The uh, another one of my favorites uh, when you shot the when you got your propel for the first time and you you shot the two story jump shot into the pool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that thing oh, yeah. is a beast. <laughs> how many how many uh, attempts did that take you? Not that long, actually, uh, like ten minutes, something like that. Surprisingly, the funny thing is, you know, it's just a straight line, right? So as long as you shoot it straight, you just got to remove everything else in your in your mind. Just shoot it straight. It kind of goes in the same line you just got to figure out i had a friend tell me left or right at the bottom and that was it and you just kind of figure you know left right short long and that was it so kind of blind uh but yeah it wasn't too bad actually uh, you know i could do that probably in a live just to do it but the target was quite big if we we're to go in a smaller target that could have been tricky yeah there's uh you always have those i guess those other content creators where they do the ping pong bouncing things mm -hmm. where they'll bounce off like 17 pots and pans and then end up in a tiny little cup. I mean, that's, well, I, don't I mean, want to... <laughs> you also see how many ping pong balls are sitting off to the side when they do that. But I'm kind of thinking yeah. of like that shot. If you were to try to do a smaller target, it's, you'd have like 50,000 cue balls just laying all over the place. Yeah. We had a, we had a few cue balls in the pool. I'll tell you that like probably seven or eight and all destroyed, but yeah, whatever it's for the sports. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... Yeah. I want to say a few, a few words to the people I seeing in the chat to see little Chris. It's nice to have you, my friend. Thanks for the the good stuff as well. I follow his content. So my friend to uh, Jason Lynch in there as well. So Jason's crazy stroke. Uh, good job on the world, uh, the national for artistic pool. I wish I could do those again, but you know, I'm just too busy. So, but one day I'll be back on those as well. Yep. Uh, no. Well, Lil Chris is a huge fan of, or uh, the, a huge friend of the show. Uh, he's always, I guess, he's been here basically since the beginning and. You know, Jason Lynch, I got to meet in New Jersey this this past year at the NBL event. He's a great player, great player, great stroke. Can't drink very well, though. Well, yeah. You'll have to ask him that, You'll have to ask him that story. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking part of that stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the trick shot, it, it, it's got to be fun. And it's true. It's, the, it's changed. The landscape has changed a lot. It's a very interesting thing. But, you know, there's quite a difference in between, you know, just going – absolutely nuts on the video and creating something completely stupid that's off the chart that you can't spend three hours at it and then trying to do something live but the good news is for pool at least you know sometimes you know if you just have a small target which is just one ball if you try the same shot live if you have uh, sort of the concept down 
you can simply you know put a, a butt or double ball or or triangle and the shot becomes actually from you know nearly impossible to actually possible so a lot of time that's what happened in my live show so people see the the execution of the shot itself which is you know ridiculous but i don't have to really make the target you know super difficult so if i hit the the skill shot then you know it kind of goes in which is you know great but sure. so uh what do we have to look forward to for do you have any ideas that you're working on any videos you're working on right now do you have any insight that you want to uh, share out for that um so we have a few things in the pipeline you know as usual i mean we have a bunch of uh, instructional coming for uh, for apa as far as going from skill level you know two to three four to five stuff like that which is going to be really cool recorded that a few uh, a few months ago uh then you know as far as on my end COVID kind of slowed down the whole thing and then on top of that with the league i'm, I'm really really busy so it's been kind of complicated uh on the next hand too you kind of have to sort of breeze at some point as far as uh, creating stuff because you, know, you can't just only create so much but um i'm still you know posting youtube every week or every two weeks a lot of the virtual versus real i don't know if you've seen those when uh, somebody sent me a clip from a video game and I got to do it in real life, that keeps me busy too. And uh, and then lately, you know, all those new uh, vertical format reels for Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. So, which is actually not too bad. The only thing that pissed me off on that is the format is vertical and pool is a horizontal game. So that just makes no sense. But yeah. other than that, you know, we just uh, got to keep it going. And I think uh, probably next year we're going to have some sort of like really, really big video coming in but um you know it's just uh you got to find the budget for those things so not super easy sure uh i do want to talk about the apa videos because that sounds very mm -hmm. interesting but uh i i play uh i play a lot of euchre on my phone that's like my game of choice mm -hmm. when i'm playing on my phone and the ads probably about one out of every 20 of them is actually you with mini pool or mini clip <laughs> which is like yeah i was like i always get like this um I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I know him. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big deal. I mean, uh, again, you know, I think like the few people that are actually taking advantage of it too now, the in the industry, they should probably thank me because you know it was kind of a groundbreaking deal to uh, go and find those guys. And you know, it's not that uh, they came to me. We just had to kind of push and push until they saw the benefits of having it. And you know, I think it's a very obvious benefits for them. It just because it makes the game looks more realistic and actually it truly is the physics is amazingly close except for the you know crazy lucky shots and the friction's a little bit off at some point but other than that it's actually amazingly close so um, i think the benefits was you know kind of obvious there so yeah and my my favorite uh you, when you have like your table my favorite one is like uh the table's cut in half kind of diagonally like yeah corner yep. to corner and then like you you do the half the shot which goes into the new one which goes into the video game and then it comes back out as like you again and like you link them up perfectly with your your timing like that, those are just such awesome advertisements yeah it really is and it made sense you know and i think the coolest thing for me after that was to be included in the game and they had like the venom trickshot queue or whatever like that was like you know goal goal legacy you know unlocked you know what i mean it was just perfect <laughs> yeah i mean that's got to be I... I mean, let's talk about your accomplishments in your career. I mean, this is obviously would not be one of those, but it's got to be. Is where does it fall into the pantheon? Because you're the only person that's able to transcend pool, short of Jeanette Lee. I mean, you are the only person that's out there. No, it's. I mean, there's a lot of cool new people coming in. The question is always with the new guys: is are they going to be able to endure the length, right? The 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 test of time, because 
it's not easy to last. It's not easy to create new stuff all the time and this and that, right? So accomplishment, it's complicated because, you know, obviously, you know, partial to the World Cup that I won uh, back then when he was on ESPN and Trickshot Magic and stuff like that. But to be fair, he never did as much as people would think he would as far as for the game goes. I mean, it gives you legitimacy, but nobody really gives a shit. I mean, it's... You know, it's just the way it is. It's uh, online. Nobody cares. So the Guinness Book did quite a bit. Uh, I'll say maybe more recognizable as far as going from, you know, the pool industry to not the pool industry, because the Guinness Book kind of transcends that as well. Uh, even though, in my opinion, may not have as much value as, you know, winning like a, a trick shot tournament. Uh, and then I think the rest is actually the number of views and, and this, you know, probably, you know, some of the viral videos are more it's more of an achievement than anything really because it just you know i mean able to go like you said to go from just the pool industry to completely outside was you know probably uh, the best thing i could have done and it's definitely part of my legacy more than anything and if i've you know if people are going to remember me at some point for something it's probably going to be this you know rather than uh always oh, one trick shot magic so yeah uh do you have like analytics like the the data for like your entire career of like how many views you have, how many videos do you have that kind of data? I never really tracked it too much because you can only track so much on your own. Right. And then I, you know, there was a point the videos were just everywhere. I can tell you for a fact that uh, one of the segments for Venom Trickshot 2 got over, was it like a billion and a half views combined. That's about the only one I was able to track. The one with the girl on the table, you know, sure. uh, blue felt. I mean, that was just, you know, and it's like, million and a billion and a half you know what i mean so it's just just crazy it was literally viewed then by a quarter of the world yeah i mean imagine that right that's that's just crazy and sometimes you know it comes back to this you know i go like yesterday i go to a to this bar middle of nowhere you know it's, it's not really middle of nowhere but it, you know it's rather small route 66 pretty you know uh and, and it's just you know you're trying to explain what you do and it's like oh have you seen the video when there's a dude doing trick shot on the table with a girl oh yeah, yeah i've seen it and it's like well that's me there you go and then boom you know right so but uh that's yeah that's about as good as i can explain it so it's uh yeah, that, yeah it's, well, that, it's well, pretty that, cool that was gonna be my next question is how often do you actually so if you're walking down the street in new york city how often do you actually get recognized um, not really, I'll say in the street setting, but um, sometimes at the airport, especially if I got t-shirts says dude, perfect or venom trick shot, whatever, I'll have somebody stops me here and there. Most of the time it's more like weird looks like, hmm, I think I may know this guy, but you know, don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that, that's not, you know, not too bad pool room. Obviously that's, I can't go anywhere really. So that sure. those days are long gone, but you know, public it's fine. I'm still, I'm still like a, like my friends call me a minor celebrity. So a minor celebrity i think it's well, a fair it's a fair assumption you know it's yeah. celebrity in the pool world but you know outside not really it's just so minor is fair <laughs> i don't know how many people have made a video that was viewed by a quarter of the world not a but... lot but you know <laughs> so uh what do you think so if you take your uh, career in totality what do you think like rank your top three accomplishments what are you most proud of in your career so, well, obviously, being the first really on the internet to uh, to do this groundbreaking, you know, as far as views and viral videos, I think this, you know, uh, by far is the best thing. Uh, the other accomplishment, I'll say, it's probably already to uh, have lasted so long and be able to create, you know, like ten thousand new shots. A lot of people lately they just see something, copy it, and do it again, and that, that's it, right? 
I never took pride in that. I just wanted to do new things. That that's what that's what really that's what I love. So I think at this point it's about ten thousand new shots, and I see people you know come up with shots that it's not like they give you credit anymore, so it doesn't really matter. But you know I'm like, hey, this is my shot, you know, and that's pretty cool. And then uh, oh, the third thing, I don't know, third biggest accomplishment, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe you know maybe to actually make a career out of it and actually being able to make money, being one of the few guys you know is. Uh, Tom and Mike Mass, you know, Tom Rossman, Mike Massey to actually just do trick shots for a living. I think that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, there aren't there aren't many. I mean, that might be the list, right? Uh, well, in the U.S., definitely the list. And then in Germany, I mean, in Europe, we have uh, we have Ralph Eckert. Yeah, Dave, uh, maybe a little less now, but he used to be as well. Right. So, yeah, this I mean, maybe, you know, 10 guys, not even I think they can make a living. And, you know, I'm definitely able to do so. Uh, so I think this is pretty cool, cooler than any other title. If I have one thing that I was really happy with as far as Guinness World Record goes was that, uh, I don't know if you follow this one, the 24 hours, uh, most trick shot in 24 that hours. Was, that was not even, why did you do that? That was are just you, cool. That was are, just you cool. Full, are you even fully recovered from that yet? Yeah, I mean, that's just a normal day at the office <laughs> for me. You know what the funny thing too is after that record, I didn't even go to sleep. We just played some three cushion after. It was just fun. Really? Yeah, I'm actually thinking about, you know, maybe either doing it again just for the fun of it or you know extending it to like 48 hours or doing like a three cushion it's just it's a lot of logistic to work with to make it legit sure. so that's more the problem but if tomorrow you tell me hey, stay up for 30 hours and do most trick shot you can i can do it no problem so yeah i got an idea uh in vegas we'll uh let, let's set a new one for the most duo trick shots in 24 hours how's that the problem <laughs> is we got to make sure it's got a some sort of legitimately arrived with the Guinness World Records. So for this one, we had to use the WPA official program. So I don't know. We'll have to see what we can do. But yeah, doable. That might be fun. I see. Uh, I see comments from uh, Robert. But he says, "Where? Uh, why the name Venom?" So it actually came from my dad. Not really directly this way. So I was in France and I started to play pool. I didn't know how to play pool, and I just started to watch these videos online. You know, it was like. Mike Massey and Semi Second or whatever. And I'm here trying to do stupid Massey and destroying this poor seven foot table, six and a half foot table that I have that my dad just bought. And uh, he just came by and was like, hey, you're a freaking poison for the tables in French. I'm like, huh, clicked and you know, Venom, that was it. And it's just, I'm still, I'm still pretty bad for the tables. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you have to replace the rails as much as you do, but I like it, man. This is perfect because now we get to see more of those, the, you know, the creative shots that I mean, really that no rail one and the no uh, and the no cloth on the rail ones was like. They're just the, the creativity, like I'm a very, very, very not art, like creative person at all. Like when when I see I can appreciate people who are really good at what they do and you can appreciate the genius that goes into it. And I'm just like. I can draw a stick, man. <laughs> well, Decent, you know. Well. And, and like, I just have no creativity. So it's like, it's like so interesting to see people who do. It is kind of interesting because I've always thought, you know, like we've always had this problem with pool and trick shot, like the, the, the pool, they've kind of this disrespect of trick shot. They think, you know, we're clowns or, you know, whatever it is, but they, you know, the pros understand the difference. Right. But like somehow it's more like the average player. Sometimes they think trick shots, some sort of joke, whatever to me, it's, it's not even pool. It's like, you know, you go from a guy that does triple backflip on a motorcycle to a guy that, you know, just goes around the track as fast as possible. Yeah, they're both riding a motorcycle, but it's a completely different sport, right? And trick shot has evolved to be exactly this. It's so different, right? But the skill is there. And I'm telling you, you know, if we really push it, 
nobody can really uh, follow us at this point. You know, at least for me, I know, you know, I know where I'm standing as far as skill wise. It, it's just so high level right now. Uh, so, but, you know, as far as pool goes, right, it's like, yeah, I can play pool, but it's, it's not my favorite thing to do because it's a little bit boring. There's not as much creativity, right? So I'll have a week and I'm going to play a lot of pool, play a lot of good pool, but it doesn't really give me the same thing than when trick shot. Trick shot, I see like a, a blank piece of paper, I'm like I got to do something new on it and it's just creative and something's going to happen. It's going to be cool. Maybe it sucks, but maybe it's really cool. And that's how I see it, right? So I think that's... Um, that's the way it works. And I think that's probably why I'm taking a liking to three cushion because you can be a little more creative than just normal pool, right? And we you I mean you're a great player, right? You know the best pool that you're gonna play is the most boring, right? Uh if you're playing it the proper way. Right? If you play the proper way, pool is boring and it has to be boring if it's played right. So and it, it's just the way it works, right? And it's just it's yeah. normal. So it's kind of a different discipline. Both takes a lot of hours, both takes a lot of practice, and you know, it is what it is. Yeah, my favorite, uh, my favorite story, Demetrius uh, Gelatis, he's one of the uh, co-hosts on the show, and uh, he's, he's telling this story. I don't, even, I don't think this was on air, but um, he had this kid come up to him, and the kid was playing for six months or something like that, and he comes up to him, and he's like, to Demetrius, he's like, why do you play this game? And Demetrius is like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't even look like you're having fun. You're, 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 your face is, you know, you're just looking like you're bored all the time, and uh, you know, it just doesn't even look like you're having any interest in this. He's like, well, yeah, it's because I'm playing well. He's like, if you're playing well, wouldn't you be excited? And he's like, no, I'm playing well, which means I'm staying in line, which means everything's boring, which is perfect. That's, and it's like the idea. It's is exactly, true story. It is exactly like, what's supposed to be, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I only look like I'm having fun when I'm not playing well, because then I have to actually like be engaged. If you're playing the, if you're playing the game well, your cue ball's always in line. You're playing boring pool. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's the way it works. I mean, I love the game as well. You know, I love all kind of games. Actually, I'm a pool, you know, pool billiards nuts in general. I'll play any kind of game that I have. But, you know, at the end of the day, trick shot is just the first, my first love. You know what I mean? It's just it's just awesome. Yeah. And it's just never the same. Even you go back to, you have no idea, you go back to a shot that exists for the last, you know, 50 years and you can create a variation out of it. Great. You know, first one, brand new shot. Well, ish, you know what I mean? And uh, I think it's just cool. You know, pool, yeah, you know, I'm going to practice. I'm going to play the ghost. Yeah, great. I beat the ghost. Cool. I'll go to bed, right? Then, you know, straight pool, go beat your high run. But, you know, it's it's pretty much it. And it's just uh, it's just a different mindset. And, you know, it's uh, less creative, but, you know, more more focused. So so that is it. It's probably fair to say that you really don't like the game of snooker. No, actually, it's not true. No, I, I actually uh, play snooker is wherever that... I can, too. Uh, it's just, you know, I never played the right, you know, at the high level anyway, to be fair. Yeah. My high run is like 70 70 or whatever in straight in uh in snooker but uh you know it's just it's still incredible it's okay i mean you know i'm sure all the pros now they're all over 100 easy if they just pick up the queue and play for a couple of days so I, I i never thought it was incredible it's just the balls kind of you know line up but it's it's an interesting game but yeah it wouldn't be you know i think out of all the normal standard game three cushion for me is just the, you know yeah. the easiest one to relate to I would say snooker's got to be the most boring because it's basically kind of like a stop your cue ball kind of game, right? Cinch your cue ball, drift things. Yeah. I think it's just it's, exciting because it's new balls, new form, new, yeah, you know, whatever, new right? Game, it's right? just it's a, so much a new different. exciting thing. But I'm sure if I were to play for like a year, yeah, it probably wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. And uh, that game's hard because my high run in that game is one. So be nice. Ah, come on. No way. Okay. Okay. Maybe four. 
I, I don't believe that. I think if you if you leave here for like a couple of days practice, you'll be fine. I think I, I've, I've actually played the game, I think, three times now in my life. Um, mm -hmm. Once sober, uh, because the other the other two times were at like 4 a.m. at the Moscone Cup in uh, London. So Yeah, they can. They can be that good, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. this is a game you got to be focused. It's got to be quiet. Oh, you you got to be really on. And to be fair, you know, if you play with a pool cue, you can't. you got to play with their cues, really, yeah. I think. So a uh, small diameter and everything. But it, it's it's a great game. I mean, I'm... I love all kind of games, you know, for, for yeah. all games are interested It's just some of them, you know, will be more fascinating than other, I suppose. So, yeah. So, uh, fun question. You have four Guinness, uh, world records right behind you. You have more than four though, right? I currently have 11. Yeah. Do you have any more on your radar that you'd like to try to get? Not that I know of really, uh, maybe, you know, maybe some, something the, will come the, up. The, the two-person, twenty-four-hour one. That oh yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I, no, that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's any that are left. We'd have to create a new one, really. So I think right now I have the most mass in a minute, which I think is cool. So you could always expand it, you know, maybe on different yeah. times. But uh, the most jumps, one hand, two hands. Uh, what else do I have? The longest distance we did last time, which is pretty cool. I left some distance to be built into, so I know it's beatable as well, but. I wanted to make like a big deal out of it. I had this project when we're going to put like a, something in between two tables, you know, like, a, what's that? you know, evil, can evil type thing, which just sure. hasn't happened yet, but it's, it's a possible thing in process. And, uh, but I think, yeah, the, the long, you know, physical records, probably the next, the next thing, I don't know what I can legally push to. And I don't know if I can actually last 40 hours playing pool. I've done it before, but not, you know, a few years back so i don't know that could be kind of cool and uh if i had one that i wanted to do it was probably the um, three cushion probably for artistic billiard you know the 100 shots they have out there yep. probably do the same thing for 24 hours um but the problem is uh, not a lot of people play artistic billiard so i'll have to get this on my own table find a referee find people helping and then on top of that uh actually destroy my table and then i gotta find somebody who wants to change the clause which nobody wants to do either so it's just more like a eh, kind of sucks, <laughs> but I will do it. I think. I want to. I want to come at you with that. Uh, the longest spin. Uh, the longest spinning ball. Yeah, yeah. You're, you got the record. It's like fifty, close to fifty seconds. I think it's like forty-two or forty-seven seconds. But here's the yeah. here's the deal, though. Mine is done on on with real Aramis ball and real uh, Simonis class, right? So all uh, perfect, whatever WPA standards, right? Because I've seen a few people think, oh, I can beat the record, whatever. Man, I can beat the record too if I have a different kind of felt, right? So part of why the Guinness records are what they are is also because the materials got to be uh, proven correct and all this stuff, the balls, standards, whatever, right? Because if it's just a video, the next thing I know, you got somebody who's like a lighter ball and you know a very thin carom felt or whatever. I can probably spin that ball a minute and a half. Actually, for the for the you know for the joke, the three cushion tables, yeah, yeah. For Definitely. the joke, we took the felt off the table uh completely and then i did the spinning thing uh, i think it was like two minutes it just spun for two minutes on the slate wow and that's actually yeah. like probably you controlling it quite a bit too and hitting it you know not as far out so that you can maintain your level of control. So the, the problem was just the slate was actually was you know there was the the the, um, the rotation was actually making the ball move and in the yeah. real record you cannot hit a rail right so it's got to be staying on the surface without hitting a rail so it is definitely beatable, you know, but it will have to be like a thinner, thinner felt. But it's still pretty cool. I mean, I still think a minute would be, you know, a minute on on Simonis felt 
Whew, that would, that would be take a, That would be really yeah. brutal. Um, yeah, I've really I've brutal. I've gotten yeah. I think I've I think the highest I've only tried it maybe like eight times or something like that. Eight total times. Mm-hmm. So each time might be twenty times in that eight. But um, I've I've touched the middle thirties pretty comfortably on old worn cloth, which is yeah. Yeah, so um, you'd need brand new failed, perfect condition, brand new balls, right? Then you know, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. So, uh, little Chris asked, uh, "What do you think the highest jump has that ever hmm. been of interest?" Yeah, already. So I had it, then some guy beat it, then I beat it again, then some guy beat it again, then I beat it again, and now he beat it again. The problem is I don't have a cue for it because now my cue is broken in half. <laughs> so you actually need kind of a special cue. It's like a, it's kind of a, like a long carbon fiber tube that you just smashed it crap out of it and when i say he actually destroys your table like you literally cut uh, a hole and he goes down to the felt completely so he goes through and you actually mark the slate entirely so he grazes you know it goes into the slate right so if you have to attempt this you gotta have so if i ever go back at it which i will i just need qtech to build me a special queue that actually withstand the stupidity of how high it is <laughs> and i think the problem we have now it's so high that the ball kind of just it goes up and then it falls off table rather than falling in the pocket. The first time we did it, we just jumped very easily over it and then it kind of bounced off and rolled in. Perfect, right? And I don't think they ever intended to do anything more because the first one they had to beat was like something really low, like 20 centimeters or something like that. It was just, you know, the beginning of jump queue. Whoever did it, I think it was some Finnish guy that did it the first time. And it was just a piece of cake, right? And then we tried to beat it again and it became, became that the ball landed on the table and then bounced off and that was it. So then I came up with, well, shit, I got to bounce it into the pocket straight up, yep. which I did, but made the shot very, very difficult. And uh, so when I did it the last time, it was actually live uh, with the Guinness judge. And usually the judge will only give you three attempts. That's all they give you, right? This one, they looked at the thing and they're like, okay, we're going to give you 10. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do it. And they don't care if you beat it, right? It's just not, it's not, you know, for them. So, but I did, I think on the ninth try or whatever, I nailed it straight in. And I'm like, nobody's ever going to beat it. And next thing I know, somebody just puts a video out with what looked to be like 200 tries on it. And, uh, but, you know, somehow they made it, uh, they made it okay. So now it's going to have to be, yeah, probably, you know, that's, that's probably 200 tries to beat it on it, or at least 100 tries, you know what I mean? and just be ready to destroy a table. So, which, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I still need my table to do our stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the, at some point in time, it's gonna get up high enough to where you're gonna, I mean, your your level of elevation with the queue is gonna be so high that, and your speed is gonna be so high that it's just, it's just well, gonna I be impossible it, to keep on the table unless you do it on like a 10 footer. I think it's, uh, I don't even remember the, the current height. Let me see if I can see it behind me. It's got to be like 35 inches or something like that at this point. So yeah, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly what I think the next mark is three feet, basically. That's because I remember buying oh yeah, I remember buying one of those. What is it? What is three feet? I don't know the measurements in the US. Is it a foot or no? No, it's not. uh, 12 12 inches is one foot. So this is three feet. So it'd be 36 inches is three feet. Okay, yeah. So I think they sell like uh, you know things like that, like Home Depot or whatever, and it's like exactly the 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 height that we need. And I think sure. this is what needs to be done. Yeah, the yard, whatever the yardstick or whatever oh. that is. I think this yeah. is exactly yeah, yeah, the yeah, next. That's exactly the next thing we need to beat, pretty much. But yeah, I just need uh, and I, you know the next thing too is my table being upstairs. Uh, I got some vibration from the floor, 
So actually, I think the table would need to be on like a concrete piece, so you got less uh, vibration, so you can actually jump it even uh, even cleaner. But that's just a theory of mine. I think thicker slates and stronger uh, base would probably make the difference as well. Uh, you, if I'm not mistaken, you have a, a, a resin table. Right now, it is a resin. Yeah, whatever's left of it. To be fair, it's been, it's been brutally abused. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe the, the Rasins have a 1.5 inch slate. Am I, am I yeah, right there? It's pretty thick. Yeah. But so you'd it, have to go almost up to like a two inch slate. Yeah. I would say you would have to get a two inch slate uh, or granite or whatever it is, you know, and just, you know, uh, probably more like into the Gabriels. You're probably looking in the Gabriels realm at this point and just something that's just really, really thick, really solid. On like a super solid, uh, you know, low level ground at least, and that that could probably do it. Carpet, I think, is taking a lot out of it. Sure. So, do you think you can do it? If you had to, if you had oh, to yeah. take the over, yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. It's just like one of those trick shots when you start spending two hours. The problem is, at some point, usually, you know, Guinness decide to take them out of it because they can't do live. The the real records, all Guinness, it, it's usually three attempts because. They can call you to do it on TV at some point, right? And they're not going to spend an hour on TV waiting for you to make a shot. It's just not the way it works, right? It's not business. So all the attempts I've had, we usually have, when you have a judge, it's three attempts and that's pretty much good. So, and I remember that was the first time I've done those. I think we tried the, the spinning record and the record was like super low. It was like 25 seconds or whatever, 26, I think it was 26. And I go, I hit it first time, I miscued. And it goes and it's pumped for like 29 seconds. She says, okay, you beat the record. I'm like, can I just do it again? I know I can go higher. She's like, no, it's fine. You beat it. I'm like, damn. So that's why we had to beat again and again and again. So, yeah. That's all. That's like, that's like, is there, <laughs> you go through all the hassle of yeah. like getting it in place and it's so easy. Oh no. And I miscued on the thing too. And I get like 29 seconds out of it. We had like brand new fails, you know, it was perfect weather and everything. Uh, I knew I had like 40 seconds in me, but yeah, judge is here one go in it and it's like oh you beat it that's good <laughs> that's torture you should have, um, you should said uh i don't know you cheated somehow and kicked the table or something well no i mean she said uh because then i was like and i sure i can do it she's like yeah you can do it again but if you do it again you lose whatever you have so you're not getting to have it back i'm like well you know oh i guess smart. two more two more attempts yeah yeah two more attempts well I, you can miss you easily twice in there and if the ball touched the rail or whatever so no it's like yeah. that's fine <laughs> yeah that's that's fair it's probably smarter so um oh i do i did want to i want to touch back on the you said you were creating videos for the apa uh to help you jump yeah, levels yeah, correct uh take us through that what is what is that going to look like that was interesting so uh pretty much the whole part of it so a, a while back tom rossman dr q did a bunch of those videos for apa and they just started to be a little dated and you know it's just it's kind of hard, you know, tutorials, it's kind of hard to come up with stuff. It's always the same thing, right? And there's no real, I'm going to invent something because you cannot create something. So to me, it's kind of like tutorials. I, I don't really like to do it. I'll do them because I like to help people and it's content, but I'm not really a fan of it. So we're talking about it. And then uh, I was like, you know, because now running the league, I see the problems. I'm like, the biggest question I have is what does it take for me to go from a ski level four to five or five to six? What's the next level, right? What does it take to? So instead of separating the videos with um, topics or whatever it is, we decided to separate from skill level, right? From a two to a three, what does it take? What, what do you need to do, right? From a three to a four, what do you need to do? And so we created the content and we 
we split it in a different way that anybody's ever done it. There's nothing really new in there. The only difference is we have some more like maybe mental tips or like focus tip to focus on what needs to be done as far as just for your your skill level, right? I mean, for example, you know, you're, you're three, you want to go to four, uh, you know, there's certain things you can do. Uh, you don't want to use too much side spin as much as possible, but you want to start using top and bottom. You want to start making the ball, maybe take a longer shot or the bank shot rather than trying to be perfect shape, but you want to make those balls, right? You start making balls, you know, your ball counts naturally is going to go higher and you'll naturally go up. So, I mean, that's, that's the approach we took. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, when we started actually asking the questions online, because we took some inspiration on Facebook, I was like, you know, guys, what would you advise from, you know, uh, to a skill level four to become a five? And we had like, I don't know, like four or five hundred answers. So it was great. So people actually gave us the content, too, which is, you know, exactly what they want to see, I suppose. All right. I'm a four. Get me to a five. Tell me how to do it right now. Come on. How do I get to a five? <laughs> I don't know. I think we haven't added to this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think uh, four to five, we're talking about tangents a little bit, uh, sure. how to avoid all the scratches, you know, manipulate the tangents. I know that was one of the topic uh, and then playing better position, really, because fours, you know, they'll start make balls and, you know, if the balls are lined up, they'll make it. But in order to play shape, I think that was the next level is play shape. So I believe it was uh, it was all about tangents on this one. Sure. Absolutely. That's uh, that's like a really it's not a super advanced shot, but it's it, I mean, if you're if you're playing anything but high, low, and stop shots, um, the one shot I want to be playing is tangent stop shot positionings. I mean, it's yeah. Right. I mean, and, and I think you know, really, it's amazing actually how many average good player don't even know what a tangent is nowadays. It's crazy. Sure. So you kind of explain what it is and see if they can you know kind of find out what it is and manipulate it and you know maybe you know going from four to five, you need to start a little bit of side spin as well, right? A little bit of left, a little bit of right. Just put you in the right spots, but don't abuse of it because if you do, then deflection take its course, and next thing you know, you're missing the ball by a mile. So, I think that's it, Florian. I think I, I think I have what I need to become a five. <laughs> Mine is the drinking too. I'm reading that too. Yeah, I. Well, I am one of the type of people who, when I grew up playing, I I never drank because I started when I was five years old. So I actually never learned how to play pool and drink, where some people only know how to play pool while they're drinking. And if I have like a sniff of alcohol when I play pool, my Fargo drops hundred points and I'm not even exaggerating on that. Like I literally I literally play like five fifty Fargo if I have a single drink. You know, it's it's, it's interesting though. It's that's always been the debate, right? Pool we play better with drinking or not drinking. And 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 I keep telling this to my players. I'm like, guys, you may think you play better, but you probably are not. You just don't think about it the same probably, way and you don't remember careless. about it the same way. You care less, right? So now some people do need a, a couple of drinks in their system to like get the nerves out. I will be honest with you i've seen that and if they don't do it then it's it's trouble but it's sort of more rare than anything well and now we're now we're getting the philosophy you know philosophy when it comes to like talking about um i guess the nerves part of this but i think the people who if, if you grow up playing pool or you learn how to play pool without any pressure on you so you're just banging balls around in your basement or you know stuff like that um you don't know how to learn how or you don't you never really truly learn how to handle the pressure and how to use, because at the end of the day, like the, you know, the only thing that's asked more to me than what tip do you play with is how do you stop being nervous when you're playing pool? And my mm -hmm. answer to it is every single time uh, you have two options. If you want to stop being nervous at pool, you stop caring about it or you die. Like those, that's it. Those are the, those are the two ways, whether you're, whether you're playing for the world championship well, or whether you're playing with your buddies at the bar, 
you don't stop being nervous ever. The good players My theory is, 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 is different. So, well, first off, for the trick shots, a little bit different, right? The com competition, you don't have a choice. You got to deal with it, right? But I always thought there was two people, one that thrive under pressure and ones that don't, right? I think it's there's no real in between, but that's, you know, past the point, right? So for my shows, it's pretty simple because let's say I have a bad day and I'm start missing. Well, I can switch to like making an easier shot and kind of go back to rhythm, feel good, then maybe attempt something hard again. So I can control the narrative. So that is, you know, great news. Uh, the problem though is, it, you know, it is for different stuff. You know, how do you, uh, man, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I had something good too. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, forgot find what out what say. Find out what Florian has to say on next week's mm. episode. See you later, everyone. <laughs> That's too, too much, uh, not enough sleep. Uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah, I was going to say that. So for the trick shot tournament, I have a, have a guide, right? So it's all by points for us and by attempts or whatever. So if I go and I, and I practice, my practice needs to be 30% more than what I'm expecting short a tournament, at least 20%. So if I want to score 250 points in a in tournaments, I know I got to be at like 290 at least or whatever, 300 basically in practice. If I don't reach that, that means it will drop because in my opinion, you will drop no matter what, except you play home on your home table, right? Home bar, home, whatever. If you know, that's fine. Sure. Then you can play the same as you practice. It's possible. But if you play anywhere else with different bowls, different condition, different tables, you will lose something. And I don't think it's possible not to. So I, I account for like 20% of loss regardless. So if I practice, I got to be 120% to be 100% when I play. And that's the way of seeing it. So sure. take some pressure off of you. really does. That means if you're not over playing over your head in practice, you know, you can't expect to play good sure. in normal life. Sure. Yeah. You sold me. So I've gotten lots of good things out of this. I am now going to be an APA 5, and <laughs> I know how to practice properly. Well, you're, you would not be a 5 in my league, I tell you, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still a 4. You're well, still maybe, making me um, a four? Maybe left-handed if you wanted to. Ooh, I do play. I do play a little left-handed pool. Ooh. My wife started playing pool, uh, and so we played in the worst league that my my home um, town offers. And they won't let me play in a right-handed because they have levels on whether yeah, or not yeah. you get into it. So I'm like, yeah. all right. So can I play left-handed? And they're like, sure. So I play left-handed now. I am really good. I made Dang. four balls in a row once. Ooh. You know, actually, I'm a I'm I'm talking about four fives. I'm pretty much a four five one handed because I play some of my players. You know, even on those one handed, I'm a pretty good. I'm a four five. I would, uh, yeah, Wait, I would it, say. Well, there's two things here. Is it four five with your cue resting on the rail, or is it four five? I can do both. The... Jack tap no problem either. So ideally, it's easier. Probably more like a five on the rail. Probably more like a four off the rail. But I mean, I've had a break and run last time. One handed, jacked up playing nine ball for fun. It was like two weeks ago or whatever. So. Oh, and it's nine ball too? That's impressive. Yeah, it, it was just, the balls were lined up. You just got to make the balls, you know? Yeah. I was gonna, well, that it, it has to be because you can't spin the cue ball really one-handed very efficiently. So. You can follow and you can draw a little bit. It's about it, but you can't go left or right spin really. I mean, that's no, hardly you know, at tough, all. No. So, yeah. Yeah, the um, eight ball is a little bit easier because if you play your patterns correctly, you shouldn't be moving Absolutely. your cue ball too much yeah. anyway. So that's, uh, yeah. I, I Ivy says it perfectly. Hopefully it's pronounced right. Um you're not I'm not I'm not gambling with you. You're not getting any one handed? I'll actually gamble probably anyone one handed. That would be one of the one thing I do. I, I won't play anybody normal pool 
because I know too well what happened to you when you, you know, <laughs> when you get screwed. But one hand, I don't have much of a fear, actually. Uh, I'll take anybody in town here. So, uh, but, you know, that's just fun. Actually, we had a one hand tournament not a, not too long ago in Vegas. Uh, I think I had to beat, yeah, it was a bunch of good customers. Mitch Ehrlman was there and all those guys. And uh, I had to beat Mike Massey in the final. So I do have a one handed trophy for one handed pool. Maybe one of the rare one in, in, in the US. <laughs> well, what what is that the is that the let's say the goofiest tournament you've ever played in? Uh or no, heard I don't of? think so. It was, it was actually kind of serious, to be fair. I mean, funny enough, we had a lot of good players coming in. It, it was it was strange, but you know, like a lot of uh, old school guys too, you know, the old school hustler and everybody, everybody showed up. It was just sure. it was fun though. It was a good idea. I think it, you know, we should do it more often, but as uh, not a lot of people want to step up for that. So we have a couple uh themed tournaments in Wisconsin uh that are pretty fun. Of course, we have a we have broomstick. a couple places broomstick, yep. But we also have another one that I haven't heard too many places elsewhere in the country that have these. We actually have what's called a handcuff tournament. What it mm. is is it's scotch doubles. Mm -hmm. But you have to play in handcuffs. So you and your partner are handcuffed together. And you have to play all of your shots handcuffed scotch doubles. Yeah, but that's tricky. If you if you have a lefty and a righty, that's okay. But if you're both right-handed, so hold on, let me think about. This. No, you, so uh, you can. You can. This put, is it crazy. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be right-handed, left-handed. It could be right-hand and right-hand. Right? You could you could do it. And what ends up happening is you always have to have your bridge hand. You, you you're bridging. It's got to be on your. Yeah, bridge yeah, hand. yeah, 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 yeah. Because, huh? Because you because you don't want to do you know back here you don't want to have to time up somebody else's wrist with your wrist that just doesn't work right you just gave me a great up, idea for delete here <laughs> okay that's gonna cost okay that's but, gonna uh, cost you it's gonna cost you a dollar you know it's <laughs> gonna be a very weird purchase on Amazon with you know purchasing like twelve pair of handcuffs or whatever it is so. well what it is is yeah so you, you supply your own handcuffs I should say this you can bring your own handcuffs or you can supply your own. So like some of the people that do, they'll be like these pink fuzzy ones, you know, they're <laughs> those types of handcuffs. There's, there's people that like design their own. There's people, there's like an engineer that actually, uh, he actually created his own. Um, oh boy. And like, and like did like, well, no, no, it was nothing weird. It's actually really cool. Like, um, you know, like the links between them, they're just like little metal circles. Oh, yeah, right? but yeah. He ended up like doing all these wonky designs on them and uh, almost, it, it looked like a bedazzled set, but he, he engineered it himself. It was pretty cool. And well, the tournament is it's fun. I have so, uh, never heard of that. The fun the fun ones is when you get like uh those those length of the table ones where you have to you know kind of bridge over a ball really awkwardly. And um not only are you your body is all contorted to make the shot work, your partner is then like doing the weirdest thing. And the rule is is both players have to have a foot on the ground. So you can't just like lie probably. on the table. Yeah. Damn, it's that's a fun awesome. it, it's pretty fun. It, it's a, it's a pretty fun one. Um, that's that's the goofiest tournament I've ever heard. I never heard of that before. So I mean, I've heard some weird stuff, but that you know, yeah, no. Well, actually, not bad broomstick tour, bricks broomstick trick shot either. Actually, it's a favorite. Uh, I actually even had a broomstick made that we because uh, so it, it actually opens in the middle. It's got a, a through pin and you know through a joint that you could put in a, a suitcase, and then the top part obviously empty out. So I can actually have like a three-piece broomstick in my case if I want to for show. I did bring it a few times, but people really didn't get off of it. I thought maybe I was just stupid, so I, I just kind of gave it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have one that I can actually carry. Uh, my good friend Abram did it for me. It was funny. And it, it's clean. You know, you don't get splintered or whatever, but it, it's the same diameter, no tip on it, just 
real broomstick just with a joint in the middle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Candlelight tournament. Never heard of one of those. That I I don't know. That'd be hmm. it seems interesting. If, uh, I mean, I think we've all seen like the glow in the dark tables. Those are pretty fun. Yeah. You ever play yeah. on one of those? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that not might real be real cool, right? It's no, that might be a good idea for you. That might be a that might be a really neat video, right? I think Trick. the problem with those balls is I think you got to be they got to be moving to glow, right? I think. Well, well, you could do the black light ones. Maybe a black light trick shot. True. That might be there fun. You go. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I've done some crazy stuff already. Yeah, I've done I've done one. We moved the table in the desert. We've done a helicopter. We've done the yep. boxing club. I mean, yeah, I don't know what's the next one. Actually, I do know what's the next one. I, I've always wanted to do one on top of a top of a building, like you know, like a really, you know, kind of like a two story, or whatever, and have a couple of tables under to do like three dimensional space stuff, and you know, maybe even have like you know, helicopter coming in, shooting a ball off, and. Uh, still, what else do they still want to do? Uh, drifting a car around the pool tables, some stuff that's never really been done either. That's in the make. And you know, what else? Oh, maybe bring a pool table in a mountains or something like that. You know, skiers. I mean, there, there's still a lot to be done. The problem becomes sure. logistic. So logistic means money. And, uh, you know, you got to find somebody who wants to line up, uh, money for one video. It's not, you know, not as yeah. easy. Oh, little Chris has so much money. He doesn't even know what to do with it all. Come on, little Chris, give him some. Well, money. There you go. Give him some, you know, <laughs> you'll be in. We can, have, we can let you in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think, I think there's something to that black light idea. I think you should, I think you should look into that. That might be fun. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be appealing to the, the, uh, the people outside the industry. I feel like people like, yeah, I think the weirdest like I've done lately. I don't know if you've saw it. We've done a, just, we had like five minutes to make it happen at the Westgate when they're putting the table together for the, the world oh, championship. Yep, yep. And I, I just saw the forklift with the table. I'm like, come on, let me just, you know, let me just mess yeah, with that. that. So we put a table in there and just jump the ball into another table, another table, another yep. table with a forklift. Yeah, moving. all the way down the line, right? That was Yeah, awesome. surprisingly, <laughs> they actually let us do it. So it was great. <laughs> yeah, you can't but argue yeah. with that. No, that was a cool shot, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Florian, I know how busy you are. Uh, we've been on here for a little while. I feel like I should let you get out of here. Um, I guess give yourself a plug to your sponsors that help you out with all the videos as well as, you know, just you as a person and then plug your, uh, your, your leagues in Vegas for anybody who's in the Vegas area and wants to get involved. Yeah. So, um, all my sponsors, you know, mainly, uh, Q tech for the queues. They've been doing awesome. We've got the new, uh, floor and color queue that avid queue that's priced super competent. Uh, that's a tough word in English competitively. And, uh, it, it's just an awesome queue. I play with it during my show. It's, it's great working on some new stuff. We're going to have a whole line coming in. It's really cool. Uh, Simone's Aramis from the very beginning with me. I mean, the best material, you can't really argue it. It's just, you know, I, with how much I, you know, break, I don't really have a choice. Uh, same for Tip and Shock. Uh, you know, Tip Kamui just just can't beat it. Uh, I've been using, for those wondering, I've been using Kamui Super Soft Black for the last 10 years. I haven't changed it. It's the best you can have as far as a trick shot goes. Grips the ball. It's fantastic. And then uh, we're creating that new chalk. I don't know if you've seen it. Actually, I might have a piece here. Uh, it's kind of colorful. We have a, a new Kamui uh, Kageki chalk. It's, you know, I developed it with them. So we worked on it. So it's a little bit like, a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Kamui chalk in between the 121 and the 028, the 098. Yep. A little less dirty, but it's gray. So I know we're starting to see a lot of gray uh, on the market, kind of probably because I'm, you know, I've been pushing it and then Matchroom has been pushing the gray. So. Yep. Uh, so we have a great, you know, Kamui chalk that's really awesome right now. 
uh, what is, did I forget? Oh, um, iLeaks for Pool Table, uh, kind of a new sponsor. Um, you know, they are out of Taiwan. Uh, still with COVID, we didn't really get the new table just yet, but you know, it'll happen at some point. Uh, Pool Dog, obviously, you know, I mean, no, no need to introduce Pool Dog. They're all over the place. We've done some cool stuff with those guys too, tutorials to like, uh, I think they helped me actually do one of the coolest video in my opinion I've done, which is moving a pool table, put it in the middle of the desert, uh, Valley of Fire, and that was not cheap. Uh, that was a really complicated thing. And I mean, uh, sunburn and the wind and whatever. So probably never again, but it looks awesome. And uh, what am I uh, What am I forgetting here? Oof, I'm probably forgetting something. Oh, APA, obviously. Yep. APA been with those guys for so many years. And like you said, I also uh, now for like the last three years on the league in Vegas. So if you guys are playing pool, want to play pool in Vegas, uh, we do a lot for our players. Obviously, you know, being who I am, I kind of know a little more what needs to be done for making people interested. So, uh, you know, we don't have to, I'm going to send you a trip to Vegas because we live down the road. So we just do a lot of tournaments. So I think we have 40, 46 events a year for our league. So players have the choice to do whatever they want. We have scotch double like almost every 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 other week or something like that. Big tournaments, uh, extra tournaments. Yeah, it just it just never really ends. I mean, it, it's pretty cool. So, and then uh, was it lastly eight ball pool? Yeah, the video game. <clears throat> I don't think I need to introduce this one. Yeah, I I, I downloaded it and deleted it because I couldn't beat a bunch of hacks. I didn't even know how to play patterns. Me well, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So what we've been doing for fun, actually, a few live streams when I play people and I just get crushed to death. And I'm like, I can't aim, you know, I just can't like I'm trying to like aim through it yeah. and it just it just stuff. But uh, you got to admit it, you know, if you get used to it, it does it does work. But I, I heard there's some hackers. I don't really know what they get out of it, but, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe we're just satisfaction. That, man. So satisfaction of bidding Act people up. Actually, you know what, uh, Rob Schneider? That's a really cool idea. Have you ever seen those tables that are like L-shaped? Oh yeah, a shot on one of those tables would be awesome. That is absolutely something I have in my mind too. Uh, have you seen those pool room with uh, like there was? There used to be one pool room with uh, different kind of tables and stuff, and uh, that was nope. yeah, that would be like maybe combining a bunch of like a oval, an L-shape, the Z-shape, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that'd be really cool, but. I don't know where to find them, so we're gonna have to find them and uh, and be able to destroy them, which is another problem too. And be able to destroy them. <laughs> and to be fair, too, snooker snooker trick shot is as well in you know needs to be done at some point. But again, no, in the U.S. there's you know, almost no table left, so chances that somebody lets me actually mess with it is gonna be very low. Um, but I'm supposed you know before refelting there may be a chance. So, well, uh, what is it? We got. Uh... We got like, I don't know, 20,000 people listen to this podcast. One of them, one of you guys, go out there, buy yourselves a lottery ticket, win it, and then uh, we yes, please get, do. Get, get Florian hooked up with uh, all of his video ideas. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it sounds fun. It's not as fun working with it because it's long days and brutal, but, man, the satisfaction when it gets out and it's just brand new and super cool doesn't really beat it to you. Uh, you know, it's worse. It's worse all gold in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, Florian, uh, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us today. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to bring you on again sometime in the future when you got some yeah. more things to annoy, announce. And yeah, I might take thanks. you up. I might take you up on that uh, that Vegas 
for the Moscow well, Cup. I'll be out yeah, if, uh, if you're there, I mean, for, for real, yeah, let me know. I mean, I keep my house open and uh, more than welcome. We can even uh, run a podcast if you want out of there straight up. But uh, we could definitely do a few uh, trick shot tutorial, whatever you have in mind, you know, I'm, I'm there. So awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, when we get a little bit closer, I'll reach out to you and hopefully we can coordinate something that'll happen. That'll be fun. Sounds good. All right. And thanks everyone in the comments to see Ivy and stuff too. I know all those guys. So uh, good to have you guys. Perfect. All right, Florian, until next time. Thanks. Yeah. Bye guys.